0: welcome to another edition of the aviation pros podcast i'm joe petrie editorial director for the endeavor aviation group halifax stanfield international airport has long held an important role in the north american aviation system as one of the largest airports in atlantic canada it serves as a gateway to the world while its location in one of the fastest growing regions in the country makes it economically vital halifax international airport authority president and ceo joyce carter has overseen recent growth of the airport and is building a strategy with her team to enhance operations for years to come. Her important role was recently honored by the Women's Executive Network, naming her one of Canada's most powerful CEOs. I spoke with Joyce about the industry, the airport, and what the future holds for Halifax and beyond when it comes to technology and aviation. All right, Joyce, well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Uh, The first question I have for you is tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you into the airport management career.
1: So that's a question I get a lot, and I actually I'm not a person that grew up thinking that I would always have a career in aviation um, because I didn't. So I grew up in a small town in Nova Scotia with a family of entrepreneurs. My dad and my mom ran a small business in a small community. So I learned from them the importance of entrepreneurship for sure, but as well the importance of giving back to your community, and as well the importance of financial well-being, if I can say it that way. So they really taught me those values early, and as well, the importance of education. So I would be, um, I have three siblings. I would be the only uh, sibling in my family who went on to complete uh, post-secondary education. And it's funny, when I grew up, I had no idea that I wanted to be involved in aviation for a very small period of time. Probably like most young girls, I thought, oh, I had a tremendous interest in traveling and I thought it would be pretty cool to be a flight attendant for a while. But I pursued my love of business. So I went on to St. Mary's University and I got my business degree here in Halifax and I pursued my love in numbers, went on and got my CPA designation. I had various positions in Halifax with companies in real estate. I had quite an interest uh, in real estate as well. And it wasn't until I heard about the transfer of the airport from Transport Canada to the local community that I started to think about what it would be like to work uh, at the airport. So I applied for a position at the time that wasn't the president and CEO, and I was absolutely delighted um, to get into the industry, get into the business. And as well, it just felt like an absolutely right role for me when I think about sort of looking back and the importance of given back to the community, the significant economic contributor we are. So all of those aligned to see me join the airport back in 1999. And I haven't looked back since.
0: And I always love those stories of people that weren't initially into aviation per se, but they end up here. Tell me, what is it about this industry that you love working in it?
1: For sure, that's an easy one. Um, That's about the people. So the team here at HIAA is pretty fantastic and I feel quite privileged to work with them. As I mentioned to you a few moments ago, uh, we were in a, I grew up in a small community and a lot of times, even though there are a lot of people that work at Halifax Stanfield, I really do have that sense of community. The, um, The passion for aviation is seen so much in everyone who works here. And once I often say to people who come into the industry for the first time, once you start working in aviation, you're probably never going to get out. Um, It feels like and it is such a significant role that we play here in the lives of so many. So I love being able to connect people, families and friends to welcome new visitors. I love to um, be able to help local businesses, you know, make their business successful. Um, The visitors that come here, I spend a lot of time, people often say, you're like the mayor of a town. I spend a lot of time talking about our beautiful province and everything it has to offer and um, showing them really what uh, our airport and our city and our province is. So I just love that part um, and most importantly, the connection of our people.
0: Now, the Halifax Airport has played a a historical role in Canada's aviation system and a very important one. Can you tell us a little bit about the current state of the airport and really what its role is in the region?
1: We're definitely... Um, it's funny you mentioned because we are we have played a significant role. So we're definitely um, Atlantic Canada's largest airport. So we serve as a gateway to our region. We connect to markets across Canada, the US, Mexico, the Caribbean, Europe and Asia. And we do that both from a passenger and a cargo perspective. We would offer Canada customs services 24-7, uh, seven days a week. We also have a U.S. preclearance facility. Lots of people know that, but a huge strategic advantage for our region and that you can clear pre uh, preclearance here at Halifax before you continue your journey on into the U.S. And we have international to, uh, domestic connection processing facilities at Halifax Stanfield. So there's over 100 businesses. I love these numbers. It's funny you mentioned the financial sort of background. Numbers tell me a lot. So over 100 uh, businesses and organizations that work here, more than 4,500 people directly on site at Halifax Stanfield. And in 2022, being last year, our economic output to the province of Nova Scotia was $3.4 billion. So we are definitely on our road to recovery post-pandemic. Our current passenger levels are about 85 percent of what they were pre-pandemic and we expect to get back to pre-pandemic numbers by no later than 2025. So yes a significant uh, contributor to the region and we play a large role in its economic development. And
0: that's great to hear that you guys are on a good path when it comes to your passenger growth in that post-pandemic world of getting back to quote-unquote normal so tell me, what are some of the improvements your airport is making now to enhance its operations and customer service and you know, safety, whatever, as we look to the future?
1: Yeah, so I'll talk just for a moment uh, first on the sort of operations and customer service uh, part. So we're pretty delighted back prior to the pandemic to get enhanced security screening at our pre-board screening uh, areas, which is CATSA Plus. So that was installed in 2019, just before the pandemic which definitely increases the throughput uh, through security uh, screening. But we also recognize that with the recovery, the traffic isn't the same as it used to be uh, pre-pandemic, for sure, for our airport and for many across the country. So we have travel banks that we didn't have before. And at peak times, we'll actually have higher numbers traveling than we did pre-pandemic through those peak hours of the F. Of the day. So, what I mentioned, we're about 85% in total. However, during peak travel times of the day, we're over 100% of pre pandemic. So, we've done a couple of things to help enhance that. We've introduced, uh, in collaboration with CATSA, again, what's called Verified Traveler. So, it is a trusted traveler line that helps you progress um, as a trusted traveler through the security screening uh, process quicker. We've um, also introduced a virtual queuing, so that allows you to pre-book your time. If you're not a trusted traveler, if you don't have a Nexus card or are considered to be a trusted traveler, you can still pre-book your time in what is our virtual queuing line, YHZ Express. That will get you to the front of the queue uh, and through that uh, process uh, quicker. I mentioned a few moments ago, um, some of the things that we're doing from a um, uh, infrastructure perspective. And, and I did hint to our, what we call ITD, so international to domestic connectivity. This is how our passenger, passengers who are arriving here uh, from an international destination can connect immediately um, to our their dom- uh, domestic flight. So that area is being expanded as we grow, which is awesome. And we also during the pandemic started to work on a new taxiway. So one of our runways, Runway 14, um, needed a taxiway. And so we have uh, started that work during the pandemic, and it is just gonna be operational uh, by the end of this month. And what the importance of that is, it it helps reduce idling time for aircraft operations, improves overall safety, but as well, um, it helps reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So it's a win all around in that it also meets some of our environmental objectives.
0: And now tell me some about the opportunities. There's a lot of growth potential for a community of like Halifax and the airport. What does the airport identify as its biggest opportunities to grow, and enhance its operations?
1: When I think about the opportunities for Halifax-Stanfield, I always come back to what I call our strategic advantages. So we're located on the eastern seaboard, uh, which means um, that we can become an alternate hub. And we've worked really hard to develop this hub um, between Canada and the U.S. and Europe. And so as technology changes, longer range aircraft such as the 737 MAX and the 321XL are perfect aircraft for our market. They're efficient to run for the airlines, which means um, it is cheaper for them to run those aircraft, but they're also the perfect location for a hub like Halifax. So we have a huge opportunity there that we're gonna continue to grow um, as traffic comes back. Another opportunities with respect to our cargo. So we are a large cargo market in Halifax-Stanfield. Um, and certainly we've done significant cargo development over the last 10 years. During the pandemic we opened our air cargo logistics park and it is already fully leased so we do have one more airside lot that's available for leasing for cargo and a fact that people might not know and I mentioned how much I love numbers is that Halifax Stanfield is the number one exporter of seafood um, in Canada and so as exports in our province continue to grow in particular live lobster we so uh, also want to be ready um, and want to be have our facility available to support the growth in the community so uh, for sure cargo is another uh, opportunity for us And then the last thing I'll mention is just our opportunity to continue to grow our passenger volumes. You may not be aware that Halifax is set to be the fastest growing city in Canada in 2023. And so when we think about tourism, when we think about VFR traffic, when we think about immigration, which is a large part of why those numbers are growing, we want to make sure that as an airport, we're absolutely ready to support that growth. We provide the services so people can connect to the rest of their family and friends uh, and co-workers across the country and around North America and into Europe. And so we want to continue to grow in a huge opportunity for us, as I mentioned, uh, with the size aircraft, uh, appropriately sized aircraft, to grow that market as well. So we truly see ourselves as being here to support the economic growth of our community in all of those areas.
0: Absolutely. That's definitely seems like it's ringing true on all those areas. So Mm -hmm. I guess the big question I have for you then is, you know, technology is playing a bigger role in aviation all around, especially when it comes to airport operations. How is Halifax uh, embracing technology to, you know, improve its operations or the passenger experience as
1: a whole? You're right, technology has certainly um, come to the forefront. I mean, it was prior to the pandemic, but the pandemic, in particular, to enhance the passenger experience and operational efficiency has really brought technology and in- innovation to the forefront uh, for our industry. And you may not know, we have certainly been recognized at Halifax-Stanfield uh, for being an innovator in the global airport industry. So we were the first airport in North, Amer- North America to offer self-serve bag drop uh, system for all of our passengers. So we were pretty delighted to do that several years ago. But we're also working right now on something that's kind of unique that I'll I'll highlight for your listeners. um, That's available on our website. You can actually look and see more detail about this right now. But everyone's talking about AI and technology and what it can do. So we're working with a company called Asaya, and they are working with us to help improve the efficiency of aircraft turnarounds and de-icing. So it's a small sort of scale operation whereby we track the actual amount of time it takes for all um, processes involved in aircraft turnaround and de-icing. And the insights help us then share that data with our partners uh, and help inform not only us but them on how we can look at improving uh, the aspects of each of those um, operational um, initiatives going forward. So when you think about some of the things that may happen is as we look at the passenger experience and see the various components that just take bags as an example, bags coming off of the aircraft, if we can identify through AI ways to improve that, then it's definitely something that we're very interested in because it links to a better passenger experience, but as well, our partners are very interested in for the same reason, not only for passenger experience, but for you know real-time savings um, in turnaround uh, time of aircraft. So that's a really exciting initiative for us that we're having tremendous support Um, with our partners on uh, exploring.
0: That is very exciting to see somebody be an early adopter as it were for AI on the ramp. And it's it's awesome that you guys are able to undertake that now uh, to recognize the opportunity that holds. So with that in mind, tell me, what are some of the main goals you have as the CEO of your airport uh, going forward to make sure that you're able to accomplish as an organization going forward?
1: Yeah, so very much laser focused on getting us through recovery. As I mentioned, we're not quite there yet, so uh, definitely laser focused as a goal today to get us back to our pre-pandemic service levels, which, as I mentioned, we expect to be complete by 2025. With that in mind, if you think about some of the other things that maybe, um, you know, we're laser focused on and and we did a new strategic plan through the pandemic. So these came out loud and clear in 2022 um, as being important to us, to our employees and and to our community. So we continue to look at customer service um, and that includes improving our accessibility. Uh, and taken the steps that's really important uh, to increase accessibility at our airport. We are Rick Hansen certified right now, but we can do better and we want to do better. Uh, We also want to take significant steps uh, to connect us back to our Indigenous uh, roots. And you can see some of the uh, initiatives in the terminal building that make us more inclusive and make us more welcoming for all. I mentioned our environmental uh, footprint, and definitely, you know, our goal to get to net carbon uh, zero emissions by 2050 is really important to us. So we are working hard on that, and as well, the seafood and the export that uh, that I mentioned, our status as the number one exporter is really important to us and to our community. So, and it's also, I should mention, it's also really important to our rural communities. Um, Fishers around the province rely on us to get their product to market around the world and to get it quick and to get it there fresh and so we want to work hard to maintain that and you'll see cargo development and growth as a goal in our long term plan as well so those are kind of the three to four top highlights uh, for us uh, for sure.
0: Well, they certainly seem to be in good hands, because one of the things that I found interesting is the recent honor that you were named one of the most powerful women in Canada. Tell me a little bit about that honor.
1: That is quite an honor. You're absolutely right. So yes, I was uh, recognized very recently as as one of Canada's most powerful women, and that's in the powerful CEOs category. So I'm very grateful to the Women's Executive Network for that acknowledgement. I'm just so uh, deeply moved by that. I have to say it is a real testament of the efforts of our team, right? So seldom can you do something like that alone. Um, I do feel that this acknowledgement and honour is more about them than it is about me, without a doubt. Um, And you may say, well, why is that? Um, It is certainly an award that is bestowed on me, but it's absolutely because I very much recognize when I think back on my career and think about how I got to where I'm at today, that wouldn't have been possible without the great support of all of the people around me. We have an incredible team at HIAA. I mentioned the people come first, they absolutely do. And so I'm very impacted and influenced by the great people I work with over my uh, career. And I would not be where I'm at today and in a position to see uh, receive such a significant award, not only for myself, but for our organization, for our city, for our province, without the support I've had along the way. So thank you for noting that. It is quite an honor.
0: Absolutely. And it's great to see, you know, you get an honor like that, especially too for a category like CEO, where oftentimes that could be a position that gets overlooked when it comes to an airport. And I think it shows a testament of when that, the world is recognizing the true leadership we're seeing in the airport management world.
1: Yeah, that's really well put. People and often, when I meet people and they don't know much about airports, you know, when I they ask me what I do and I tell them, they're like, oh, airports have a CEO. Explain to me, you know, what you do. So you're absolutely right. That's quite an honor.
0: Mm-hmm. And tell me, as CEO, what leadership strategies have you found to be most effective in navigating the complexities of the aviation industry?
1: Well, that's um, that's a question I might have an- answered differently prior to the pandemic.